0: Hi, I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading, exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today, I am joined by the mayor of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Tim Kelly. We met up when the mayor was visiting New York City to discuss Chattanooga's broadband evolution over the years, how fiber broadband has transformed the local economy, and what issues are still upholding the digital divide for Chattanooga residents. We are also joined by Dr. Duncan Earle, president and CTO of Cubitech, to discuss a recently announced partnership with Chattanooga's EPB to launch a quantum network in the city, and what access to quantum computing means for Chattanooga's digital future. Mayor Kelly, welcome to the podcast. So nice to see you in Manhattan.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Lovely to be here.
0: It's my pleasure. Um, So... Let's talk about your wonderful city, Chattanooga, Tennessee. It has been out in front of other U.S. cities for many years in terms of its fiber broadband. Um, it's a pretty well-known story. You guys have been a gig city for over a decade now. But why don't you tell us a little bit about that backstory? How how you guys got to this point, and where the network is now?
1: Well, I, I'm extremely lucky, uh, I say this all the time, to be the mayor at a time like this because I'm standing on the shoulders of some very visionary people that had the foresight to make these infrastructure investments. So we now have a 600-square-mile fiber optic network, um, um, again, sadly for the United States, one of the only municipally-owned uh, uh, broadband networks um, in the United States we recently upped our max speed to 25 gigs incredible um, yeah you can download a, a two-hour high-def movie in about 30 seconds wow um, and and but but again uh, th- this also gives us the opportunity uh, to do things like this uh, quantum network which we can which we can talk about so uh, we yes. see it as a huge competitive advantage for Chattanooga um, and you know again cities like Chattanooga really are fighting for our economic relevance so we're I'm, I'm really fortunate to be a mayor with a of, a of a city with this asset.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I want to talk, definitely get to the quantum computing stuff. Um, but I know you came into office, we were just saying, about two years ago mm-hmm. at this point. Um, sort of, I guess, mid-pandemic would be when you came in, right? Yeah, yeah, I was.
1: I had to campaign through the pandemic. And never having campaigned before, I didn't have anything to compare it to, thank <laughs> God. But it was not uh, fun, shall yeah. we say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would think not, yeah. So, um, how did being a gig city help Chattanooga get through COVID, especially students who uh, the pandemic took the most significant toll yeah. on?
1: Yeah. So we, um, quite unexpectedly, I mean, a lot of, I mean, the pandemic was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question. I mean, the, the lives lost, uh, the family shattered. I mean, it was a, it was a horrific thing to deal with. But I will say that we were served very well by having that network because we had a lot of folks that moved into town. Chattanooga is a beautiful city, a green city. Uh, One of the things, obviously, that people could do is get outside. And Chattanooga is a very outdoor city. That super fast Internet, which, by the way, is also symmetrical up and down. So, you know, 67 bucks a month for a gig. Pretty good deal. We had a lot of folks move in we later discovered uh, during the pandemic, which kind of helped keep uh, the wheels rolling Mm -hmm. um, economically. I mean, our sales tax collections were not actually down, which was pretty remarkable. And we're a sales tax driven state. Right. It really, most importantly, though, uh, we were really, really fortunate that in 2020, before the pandemic, you know, whether it's Providence or Serendipity, um, we had, and this was before I was in office. Can't take a iota of credit for it. But again, we've got a long history of really great visionary public-private partnership. Uh, we stood up a program in Chattanooga called EdConnect, mm-hmm. and what it did was offer broadband to. Any student on free and reduced lunch, um, any student in need, and that really, um, again, we were we were talking about it a little earlier. Uh, we won't know for sure until down the road whether that really constituted a, a big competitive advantage or, uh, for our students during the pandemic. We certainly think it did, uh, because we have something like eighty percent of kids yeah. uh, who were able to take advantage of it, which is more than double, I think, the next uh, city.
0: That is significant. Is that something that's still in place or was it for still, in still in place? We're actually
1: okay. looking looking to see how we might expand it.
0: Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So um, you mentioned uh, revenue. Uh, one, I'm, I'm also wondering about your role as mayor yep. and having, I'm sure other Tennessee cities may not have uh, as great access to broadband as, as you guys do. So how does having that access um, help you in your role as mayor? How do you interact with your constituents through digital services yep. in ways that you might not be able to do uh, in another city or town
1: well it, it helps a lot I'd like to think again I, I don't uh, I don't spend any time in my uh, you know in, in other Tennessee cities to see how they do things right. so I'm not certain of the counterfactual but I can tell you that you know, we are, I mean, uh, you know, pervasive broadband is just the way we do things. Uh, we just made an investment um, for the first time in 20 years to really completely rebuild our website. I mean, my vision there is to sort of merge 311, uh, which is a lot of cities have, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, digital services. And, of course, now with the advent of uh, these AI tools to, to make sure that we can both talk and listen digitally and anticipate, um, everybody's needs, right? Yeah. I mean, dig, you know, the digital approach is by far going to be the most efficient approach, and that's one of the pillars of my whole plan for Chattanooga is really efficient and effective government yeah. um, at a time when when democracy is really, uh, frankly, under threat. Yep. I mean, I think we have to show that government can solve people's basic problems and that it can be responsive, uh, and we can, right? I mean, with a digital, uh, with a responsive digital backbone, which again we're fortunate to have.
0: And you know, I know that this has been in place for quite a while now, but it- I would assume your constituents are receptive to using uh, digital technology at oh, this yeah. point. they're they're very engaged. They are. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: again, there is a bit of an age barrier there. We're again, we're really fortunate a part we have a partner in this work called the Enterprise Center in Chattanooga mm-hmm. that's led by a woman named Deb Sosha, who is uh, very well known in in these circles of uh, digital equity nationally. Um, and we lead a lot of um, we have a program called Tech Goes home. So we'll go out to senior centers and have classes there to teach people how to use. Uh, basic tech Mm -hmm. Um, you know they're not Classes of 500 people in a in a university auditorium, but but it is making a dent. Yeah. Um. And 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 so that we're fortunate and we'll continue to to push that needle.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All that digital equity stuff is essential, and it's something that Absolutely. every city and town in America is grappling <laughs> yep. with. Yep. Um. And is going to have the funds to grapple with. Yes, so we can exactly. get into that a little bit too. Yep. Um. But let's talk about uh, your local economy. Mm-hmm. A lot of local economies, rural economies, have changed over the pandemic. Yep. Um. Especially as broadband expands. But how have Chattanooga's broadband advancements and the emergence of remote work in the past couple of years changed your local economy? And I know you've also had an emerging startup scene. Tell me about some of the tech advancements that have come about as a result of all of this great uh, access.
1: It's been fascinating. Um, and I can't say that it's all been great, right, because sure. we, we've got an affordable housing issue now that we really didn't have before. We had, the people moving into town definitely had something to do with bidding up prices. We still saw this in a lot of cities like Chattanooga during the pandemic. And we have stood up a hundred million dollar fund to address that. So it's entirely manageable and certainly worth it. Right. We wouldn't I would not have it otherwise. Um, the frustrating thing from a mayoral perspective was was knowing who they who these folks were. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, in the old days, um, you know, the Chamber of Commerce would come and say, hey, here's the CEO of XYZ Corp. He just came to town. Here is 500 employees or her 500 employees. Go talk to him and learn about what they do. And suddenly now, instead, we're working with this long tail. I mean, I would run into people that were working for Boston Consulting or Spotify or you name it, yeah. and and it would drive me crazy because as mayor and as a as a somebody with an entrepreneurial background, like I want these people to know each other. I want to get them involved in the in the in the civic life of of Chattanooga to to make the most uh, use of them, and and you can't. You can't do that, right? So we're still grappling with that. Um, We did a survey right when I came into office, actually used our our remarkable utility, EPB, to sort of just say, I I just asked them to run a simple filter, ask people who moved here from a prior address um, more than 50 miles away because they asked a prior service address, send them this short survey. Mm -hmm. And it was about what they found remarkable about Chattanooga. And guess what showed up? Our outdoors and our internet. There you go. And so, uh yeah. So it's it's been a a huge net positive, and it's brought a lot of people to town. I mean, again, candidly, I'm still unpacking it. We're still stumbling across people yeah. that are there. Uh, and and again, I have this kind of abstract faith as an entrepreneur that that these things will lead to. Uh, Company creation and uh, and value creation, and so we do have, for example, a um, an incubator uh, um, called Brickyard that some local guys started and it brought people in from from all over, uh, really all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that would have been possible without our digital infrastructure. So. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So let's bring our friend Duncan into yes. the conversation over here. Um, Duncan, why don't you first just tell us, because, well, let me set the stage. Earlier you brought up uh, this quantum network that um, EPB is launching in partnership with um, Cubitech. So why don't you tell us, Duncan, about Cubatech and um, about this project in Chattanooga?
2: Sure, so so thank you, it's, it's good to be here. Um, so Cubitech is a quantum networking company. We are actually headquartered in San Diego, but about a year and a half ago, we uh, opened an office in Chattanooga. And it's really, we're focused on integrating quantum technologies that are just now coming to market and starting to emerge. So when you think about quantum technology, there's kind of three legs to the stool. There's quantum computers that will be super, super fast, faster than anything we're, we're familiar with today. There's secure communications, which will allow us to avoid hacks and cracks of of the codes that we currently use today. And then there's sensing, which can sense earthquakes and do precision timing distribution, all kinds of uh, uh, sort of solutions that are much faster than classical solutions.
0: Awesome. And I think it's pretty obvious why you chose Chattanooga for this project, but I'll let you elaborate. Yeah, yeah,
2: So so to be honest with you, when we first started uh, work on secure communications for the electrical grid, we were doing a project for the Department of Energy. And we were using a different utility, not, not the one that's located in Chattanooga, not EPB. Uh, I won't mention their name. Okay. But quantum requires some very specific requ- uh, requirements of the uh, optical fiber that we use. It's very delicate um, quantum bits that you're passing. And so the fiber has to be prepared just the right way. And you need very strong support from whoever the fiber optic owner is. And we weren't getting that from the utility we had. So, uh, so we were introduced to EPB in Chattanooga. And we were just blown away with the the capabilities we hadn't heard of them before, uh, but it quickly became clear that they were just a world class fiber optic network that was unparalleled in the United States
0: oh wow okay so that's really interesting um how that came to be then um so what state is this project in now
2: so so right now we've finished the work for the department of energy that was about a five-year project and so we're looking to take what was developed in that salute in that uh, project and turn it into a commercial quantum network that actually has already happened uh, that commercial quantum network will open in uh, july of 2023 okay. and it is a uh, it is a resource that is owned by the utility in Chattanooga. So it's not paid for by DOE, although a lot of their funding helped to develop the technology.
0: Okay, excellent. So then coming back to you, Mayor, um, what is the significance of this network, um, and how do you expect the city to take advantage of quantum computing, something I don't talk about every day, to be frank?
1: Well, none of us do because none of us uh, but Duncan really understand it. But uh, <laughs> right. no, But again, uh, we're really, really fortunate that uh, EPB, again, it's our electric utility and our fiber utility, and it's owned by the city, mm-hmm. right, and by charter the profits from their non-electric uh, work go back into economic development. And and that is what we frankly hope to see, right? None of us can imagine. Of course, we couldn't imagine what people are going to do with one gig of speed when it happened. But uh, mid-sized cities are frankly, again, the pandemic changed this a little bit, maybe, right? Reversed the tables a little. But the, but the long arc really um, has the table kind of set against Smaller cities, and so cities like Chattanooga really, really have to get serious about um, about our economic development uh, plans and strategies. And so that's where we see quantum being so important, and how the network is so important.
0: Yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting. Um, And I can't ask you too much more about it because I really don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited to uh, follow up with you when it launches in July and keep up with how you're actually using it in 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 real life. We're excited. Um, So let's round this conversation out with uh, um, the. remaining barriers to, uh, as far as the digital divide is concerned in Mm -hmm. Chattanooga, um, we kind of touched on, you know, some digital equity stuff, um, digital education. Um, But tell me what you feel the remaining main barriers are to getting everybody connected. And there are uh, billions of dollars coming down from the federal government to close the digital divide. So do you see some of those dollars flowing to your city? and I
1: I do. I mean, we are way ahead. Mm -hmm. I will just say that. Um, Again, one of the really interesting parts, I mean, when I came into office, Uh, I had been the chairman of our community foundation. And frankly, I mean, again, my my overarching goal is to close the wealth gap in Chattanooga between, frankly, rich and poor, but very specifically black and white. Uh, I mean, we still in Chattanooga, unfortunately, have got some... uh, um, you know some, some functionally segregated schools and neighborhoods and 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 that's got to change right and and the, the and digital uh, equity is really going to be critically important uh, to that work uh, to, as a sort of a descriptor uh, you know even though we we are offering this free to any Kids or families with kids on free and reduced lunch. We still only have like eighty percent uptake, yeah. and it blows my mind, right? But but it but it is a metaphor for the problem I face broadly as mayor in that there's that much there's not much of a trust gap still there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just a vivid reminder to me of uh, of how much work we still have to do right. um, to, to bridge the trust gap.
0: Yeah, 100%. There's the trust gap. There's affordability. There's just yeah. not understanding why it's important necessarily. There, there's a lot of education that has to to be involved. And that's, I think, why the Digi- Digital Equity Act is an important piece in addition right. to BED. So yeah. it seems like that might be something that uh, you guys could get involved in, uh, no if doubt. not so much deployment dollars since...
1: No, but, and I will say just to kind of answer the second part of your question, um, you know, we are, there are I think eight or nine mayors just in the senior administration at at the Biden administration. Um, They clearly understand mayors get things done, Mm -hmm. right? And there's, again, I read a book uh, called The New Localism that really, Bruce Katz wrote, It really inspired me to run for mayor, the thesis of which is that, you know, uh, cities have more power than they've ever had because of revolutions in finance and technology to really, really solve problems, yes. to fix problems for citizens in a, in a, and oh, by the way, in a way that completely dissolves this, this toxic partisanship, um, that's been tearing this country apart. Right. And, be uh, nice. a, a fellow mayor of, uh, of mine in Miami, uh, Francis Suarez says there are really three political parties in this country, Republicans, Democrats, and mayors. Right. <laughs> and we, we, solve problems. Yeah. So, so we are going to, and already are, uh, uh, putting a lot of this federal money to work um, in exactly this area. I mean, we have a grants and opportunities office led by a woman named Chelsea Sadler, who is fantastic. And we are dialed in uh, to these opportunities with DOT, with DOE, with, with others to, uh, to take advantage of it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mayor. It's been a real pleasure. Thank Thank you, you. Duncan, as well. And thank you to Chattanooga for being a great broadband example for uh, the rest of the United States. You're
1: welcome. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you.
0: Thank you again to Mayor Kelly and to Duncan for joining us. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrieu, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.